Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such a special place to live, work, and play. And look, we're going to get right to it today. The uh, the issues related to COVID and the Delta variant continue to, if you just do the math on the exponential growth of cases, you have to sort of you know, immediately understand that if you do your math, that there's going to be a, a growth in and the number of patients that have to be dealt with, the number of admissions, the number of people in ICU, the number of deaths, it just goes with the math. And, uh, you know, if you've, if you've watched this particular variant and the, the experts from Dr. Conger across the board have continued to tell us that this particular variant is highly contagious, much more contagious than the original Delta, excuse me, COVID-19 variant. Or, or the original COVID-19, and uh, and we're seeing we're seeing the results of that here in coastal Mississippi. So I'm going to jump right in with our guest today, Lee Bond, who's the CEO of Singing River Health Systems, and uh, get the latest. But Lee, let me first of all just say, first of all, I, I really appreciate your leadership in the community. As you know, I have uh, posted across all the websites and Facebook pages that I have access to your regular newsletter that shows the, the statistics. So people who bought into conspiracy theories and all this stuff and are acting on misinformation can at least see what's happening here in coastal Mississippi. And it's kind of dire, but you know, that's my words, not necessarily yours, but why don't you give us an, uh, an update on what the latest is? The latest is alarming, Ricky. I'm, I've said it one of my, I'm an eternal optimist and uh, the, the realistic situation right now is, is, is sobering. Uh, we have 109 people hospitalized right now across our three hospitals. Our record in the wave last, uh, the last big wave was I think 94 or 95, I can't remember. We're at 109. And while yesterday seemed better than the prior five days, I'm worried, uh, and I'm not a worrier, but I'm worried that we're in the eye of the hurricane, so to speak, and that this weekend it's going to swell even further, potentially to a state where not uh, we're, we're not going to, you know, nobody's unbreakable, I don't want to say that, but I'm afraid the state of Mississippi uh, could reach a breaking point. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, the slope of the curve was so steep. Uh, I haven't had enough time to study that with everything we got going on, but it seemed to me the slope of the curve was so much steeper, which concerned me and, and sort of told me we would get where we are. But I thought yesterday maybe we were hitting a little uh, bump in the crest of the mountain, but I don't know. We might not be. And so if that's the case, man, better buckle up because uh, if it gets much worse, there's going to be it's going to be catastrophic. Well, what was, you know, again, I can't, I, and this this is not a political show. This is not a show that focuses on our political leadership, and I'm not naming names, and I'm not trying to even go there, but it's different now. What you heard from our leadership in the state um, 
during the last wave was a constant focus on hospital capacity and what's happening there. And this is what we need to do and a lot of communication. And But now what you're hearing from a lot of our state leaders is just consult with your physician. You know, what is that all about? I mean, the reality, where, wh- why did we stop focusing on hospital capacity? And the other thing, it's not just about hospital capacity, and you've made this point very clear. What's related to hospital capacity are the nurses and doctors and, and respiratory therapists and all these people who are part of the critical care team. It's, we don't have an unlimited number of those. You just can't ramp up. You've already got an, an unbelievable number of traveling nurses that you've hired to, to try to deal with the load. But it, it, it's, you know, why aren't we focusing on the, the hospital situation the way that we did last time? Well, first of all, Ricky, we cannot, we're a not-for-profit and we see indigents. We see people who have no insurance, who have no money. And we are financially, there is no way um, that we can hire more contract nurses. I mean, we were able to hire a few to fill some spots, but we've got, 1100 nurses in our system i mean you know we could hire six eight or ten here or there but uh the math of hiring hundreds is a whole different ball game so that's not an option uh the state of mississippi i heard yesterday has 2000 less nurses than it had a year ago and there are nurses who have reached that breaking point where they're just like i can't see this anymore in our state in our region alabama louisiana too uh we are going to ask the uh, state, uh, the state's getting $1.8 billion. I still can't believe that the government's giving us that much money uh, to the state. And there's been no talk about uh, using that to retain nurses. So but we are going to make a huge push to ask for, uh, that's enough money, you know, system like ours, for example, if you give us 1.8 million, that's like, you know, 20 cents an hour a nurse. Um, 1.8 billion, that's enough to give every nurse in Mississippi, if you just did 25% of that, uh, probably a $20,000 retention bonus. We've got to do something to keep, we, the state has got to do something to keep nurses in Mississippi to save lives for the future. Uh, Not just because of the pandemic, afterwards there's going to be a shortage. So we're going to make a lobby for that. But to the other point of your question, Ricky, what's changed is the world doesn't care as much anymore as what it feels like. Uh, you don't hear people, uh, you know, nobody's bringing the nurses food or praying for them or caring about them very much, a little bit, but not like during the first wave. It's sort of like the world has become immune to the state we're in. But what's happening, what you don't see, what's happening in the hospitals is young people are dying. We, we have saved hundreds of people, tons, and, and most of them we do. But there are some people that this wicked, insidious disease, they cannot overcome. There is no modern medicine silver bullet that will save these people. And the biggest tragedy is nurses at the breaking point, respiratory therapists, techs, EBS. I'll tell you a quick story. I was walking out of the hospital, um, uh, I don't even know what day it is, a couple nights ago. I had a mother call me. Her 50-something-year-old son is in, and she says, hey, you can't let my son die. And I said, you know, we got the greatest pulmonary critical care docs in the world. We do everything we can to save them. I go in to see the patient in the ICU. I look in and peer through the window. Um, he's actually doing good. He's, he's not on a vent. He's on high flow. I gave him a thumbs up. He gave me one back. And I thought, finally, a day I can walk out with a positive note. 
Ricky, no sooner did I turn around and across the hallway, two nurses come out in their PPE out of a COVID positive room. And I can see it across the room. They got tears in their eyes. A 55 year old person had just died who had they had been talking to that morning who told them, I wish I had not listened to all the things on Facebook. He told them that. He said, I wish I had gotten vaccinated. He told them that. And they are crying. Their hearts are ripped out because this person did not have to die. And I walk out thinking, wow, you know, that's happening somewhere else all across the state every day. It's it's a tragedy. It is a tragedy. And when I talked to Dr. Conger the last few days, Dr. Conger said it's so it's so interesting because, you know, like, for, for example, some people state that the vaccine hasn't been given a FDA approval. That's one of the reasons they're not getting it. But then, you know, what's interesting is they OK, so then they get covid and then they're begging for the monoclonal uh, antibody, which is also not approved by the FDA. I mean, isn't that interesting? Or all these miracle drugs that they've read about, which most of them don't work very well. I mean, the, the antibody is probably the best uh, treatment we have. And we ha we're even having a short supply of that now, aren't we, Lee? We are. Uh, that is in short supply. We're, we're fortunate, uh, dude, our, our great pharmacy team, that we've, we've got plenty to, to be able to do that. And it's great. It's, a, again, uh, altruism, I feel like it's sort of lost in the world in a way. But then I see people like, uh, you know, Jason Ely and Randy Foster and the team they put together of volunteers. They've worked like eight or nine days in a row because they know that that monoclonal antibody treatment might save somebody's life. And they're working Saturday, Sunday, every night till 11 or 12, getting that in as many people as we can, because it's shown that, you know, 80 uh, something percent of the people who get that can avoid being hospitalized. Obviously, the better solution is if those folks could get vaccinated. And we're not vaccine shaming, and we were accused of that the other day. It's not that. It's just that the hospitals in this region, not just Mississippi, but also Alabama and Louisiana, are going to reach a point where they cannot handle a trauma, a heart attack, a stroke. And if a few more folks would get vaccinated, it would it would solve so many problems and we tell people don't don't look at if you got a question about it we actually do say consult your physician ask a doctor they're the experts they're the ones who know if you don't believe us uh ask your doctor ask a doctor that's board certified their opinion and they'll tell you whether the vaccine is appropriate for you and for a lot of people that doctor would tell them yes you should get this it will keep you one thing that's guaranteed, it will keep you from dying. Uh, it keeps you from being hospitalized as well most of the time. We've got two people hospitalized that have been uh, vaccinated, and they're both over 65, immunocompromised. The other 100-and-something people are all unvaccinated. Let's do this with Lee Bond, the, the CEO of Singer River Health Systems. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about sort of the urgency of the current situation. We'll see you after this break. Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast. You have Lee Bond, the CEO of Singing River Health Systems. And one of the points that I want to make, somebody made this point to me the other day, Lee, and said, you know, all these people getting their information from all these different social media sites and whatever. And at the end of the day, um, I also had a conversation with a local, local political leader that I'm not going to mention his name, but he kept saying, he just given the, the obligatory, I'm just asking, telling people to go to their, you know, doctor and ask her doctor. And I said, man, listen, why can't you say you got the vaccine and 99% of the uh, the doctors on earth say you should get the vaccine. I mean, why can't we go there? Because Lee, the thing that I heard from Dr. Conger and that just absolutely, I can't get it out of my head. And I've shared it with several of my friends. He talked about bedside regret, bedside regret. The number of people who did not get vaccinated, who are near death, who could tell him, God, I wish I would have gotten a vaccine. But you have to be seeing some absolute heartbreaking situations. Ricky, I've got images in my head um, that are just the kind of things that will stick with you forever that are so traumatic that, you know, and I, I, I only get little bits and pieces and cover ground. Imagine what a nurse is going through seeing it over and over and don't get me wrong there's the triumphs there's the the lives that we save and and you know for every 99 you save there is one that doesn't make it and those hurt so bad um again i'll give you an example in our i see one of our nurses um you know she said she had just intubated a lady and the last thing the lady asked her was am i going to live and what are you going to tell that person? I mean, you know, she thinks she's going to live, but she's got some comorbidities and she didn't get vaccinated. And so the, the numbers, the statistics are against her. We're going to give her the best treatment in the world, uh, but we're not God. We don't know for sure. So, of course, you know, you give her hope. Yes, you're going to live. You listen to me. Don't stop. She tells her, you know, don't stop giving up hope at any point in time. You've got to always hold out the hope until you're off of this thing. And so that's the last word she hears before she intubates this person. And then she walks out in the ICU and she wonders, does the rest of the world even care? People on Facebook saying this is a hoax or, you know, the numbers are lies or everybody's making things up. Yet here she stands literally witnessing every day the reality that uh, people are going to die. Young people, by the way, we the, the average age is way down. Another thing you should know is that People sometimes don't have comorbidities that have manifested themselves. We had an 18-year-old that had a heart condition. She had just lived, you know, they were very poor. Her family didn't realize it. She just thought that was the way it was. She had no idea she had a heart condition, no idea. And she did not make it with COVID um, and uh, because that condition had not manifested itself. Same thing could happen with a kidney condition or something. When you have an underlying condition, COVID really gets you. But the, the the best the worst example I can give you, Ricky, is for uh, pregnant mothers. We have in our all three facilities. Each one has one mother, and I'm gonna try not to get <coughs> emotional when I talk about yeah. this. But uh, you know, I watched one where um, it was a, a bad outcome. One uh, that was a good outcome. 
the mother was actually able to uh, FaceTime with the baby from the nursery and the father from the ICU. But right now, um, and after the show, I'm going to go visit uh, with a mother who delivered her baby. Uh, praise God, the baby is, is, is COVID negative. But the mother is in a prone position right now, has not seen her baby yet, and is struggling for her life, and she's very young. Why did COVID affect her that way? Who knows what her uh, underlying situation might be. And I think she's going to make it. But the, the strain and the stress of that on the nurses that are taking care of those people, it is, it is undescribable. It's unconscionable. It's literally, it's unbelievable. It really is. What I tell people, because I'm sitting in this seat, I'll get these conspiracy theories that Pfizer's a bioweapon and all this stuff. They send it to me and they really, what's interesting, Lee, is they really believe it. They believe it and they're saying, please, God, Ricky, please get the information, the real information, the right information out. And I'm like, I send them back a note and said, ma'am, the best thing I can say to you is get out of that dark web world that you're in and start feeding your mind with positive information and listen to the local professionals and see what's happening here in coastal Mississippi. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I, I've blocked a few people who just went on the absolute attack. Yeah. But I've tried my best to just give people the best information because you know this. You and I talked about this before. Shaming people is not going to work. You know, as John Harrison said, yet, strong arming people is not going to work either. All you can do is hope they get the best information. But the thought of nurses and the, uh, it's not just a nurse. It's that team of people. That's oh, around. yeah. Everybody. Even the doctors. Every, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think about people who clean the room. They get to know these patients. Absolutely. I mean, these, these are people who are there every day watching it. And for, for some people, some people, to call what they're experiencing a lie is, like, hard to even get your head around. I mean, it's really hard to get your head around. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, all we can say, Ricky, is, you know, we obviously uh, pray for those people, uh, you know, that their soul is not lost. Um, you know, there will be a day where the, you know, the, the, the world is separated. And, and, you know, sometimes I wonder if maybe we're in those, those times. But uh, I would say, you know, our message right now is, you know, be kind, you know, united we stand, divided we fall, try to be open minded. Uh, that's why we have not been, um, we are not going to mandate the vaccine. We understand uh, that, that people, but we're, we're encouraging people, if you're on the fence, if you've thought about it, do it. If you don't know, go speak to a board certified physician and I promise they will give you good guidance but we're just preaching the message of you know be kind to one another uh treat each other with respect and try to be a little more open-minded you know altruism is it's lost right now uh mm -hmm. you've heard me i always talk about selflessness there's a lot of selfishness right now people they don't care enough about their fellow man right now and that's what we need more of we need people to kind of take a, a, a step back and say where am I going to end up in eternity if I don't care about other people and put other people first? In fact, we say with the vaccine, don't do it for do it for them. Do it for your family. Do it for the nurses. Do it for someone that you might give this disease to that might hurt them. That's that's really uh, the best we've we've been able to do when preaching the message of being kind. Lee, my my uh, 
this is Lee Bond, CEO of Singer River Health Systems. My co- my uh, brother-in-law, Matt Harper, sent this from Dr. John Geis in Hattiesburg. Here's what it says. Think of the vaccine as a speed limit. If you go the speed limit, doesn't mean you won't have a wreck and have to go to the hospital or even die. If you don't go the speed limit, you're likely to have significant injuries or die if you are in a wreck. Some people will speed and get away with it. Others will go to the go go the speed limit and have a wreck. However, for the good of society, the more people who go to speed limit, uh, the fewer wrecks and deaths there will be. The vaccine, as any other type of substance you put into your body, there could be potential side effects. The role of government is to protect society as a whole. And that is why the vaccine is out there. Go get the vaccine and drive the speed limit too. Love to all. And that's uh, Dr. John Geis from Hattiesburg. But that's a good way to say it, actually. I mean, it's... Yeah, I agree with that. We, we we need people to drive the speed limiting. But yeah. look, the good news is the vaccination rates are starting to go creep up. But buddy, they are. they're nowhere near where they need to be. I, listen, yeah. I, we, we go by where people are testing for COVID, and it's a two-hour wait. The cars are lined up forever. And it, it's, I couldn't help but think about it. That's what it used to look like when people were in line to get a vaccine. Ricky, I can tell you this. If come if somebody came and spent a day with me, not a not a you know 12, 15 hour day, I'm talking about just spend one hour with me and walk through one area, med surge, ER, the ICU, any of the three, any one of those nine locations or any unit, I promise you, uh, I bring them in one room with an unvaccinated person who's suffering with COVID, and they would they would change their mind and their feelings about, um, you know, what COVID can do to you and what the risk is. There's no doubt about it. And again, you know, if you, if you haven't gotten the vaccine, don't feel, you know, there's no, no shame. <laughs> it's, I, we get it. There's a lot of bad information the world has put out there, a lot of evil people. But now is the time, now is the time to think about your fellow man and do something for other people. Get informed, get educated, and get the vaccine. Because if we don't, you're going to have a situation where people with heart attacks, strokes, and car wrecks, there's not going to be wherever your hometown is or wherever your hospital is near you, isn't going to be able to take those folks. And it's just, we don't need to get worse than we are now. And we're in a bad spot. Yeah, final, final word. We're coming to the end of the segment. But when, are, when you think about the exponential math, just the way this works, what do you think we're in store for next week? Well, you know, I will say one little thread of optimism that the virus way it progresses like this. I do think that um, it's possible when the, the slope of the curve is high going up, I think the slope of the curve will be high going down. It's just when do we crest the mountain? And if we crest it soon, then, you know, thank God. But if we don't, um, I am a, I am, I have a new level of concern about uh, what is going to happen in our area or, or others. And, you know, I, I would just beg everyone to, to, to listen to good information from physicians, not, um, you know, Russian conspiracy theorists. Um, you know, go back to those things again. Don't forget to wash your hands again. People have forgotten. Wash your hands and don't be a close talker. People have forgotten about that. You know, be kind to one another. And most of all, Ricky, uh, please pray for stamina and strength for our nursing and other clinical staff. That is my biggest ask because they are trying to save lives and they are struggling 
mightily across this entire state right now. Lee, we'll, we'll talk to you again very soon, but this is Lee Bond, the CEO of Singer River Health Systems. God bless you guys. I'll do everything in my power, in my little sphere of the world to bring as much attention to this as I possibly can and continue to be patient with the naysayers and hopefully convince them. Um, I often talk, I talked about this yesterday, you throw a pebble into the water and cause a ripple. We all have a role to play in causing a ripple toward getting people the vaccine and, and hopefully that work together as a community will we'll make some progress. So take care, buddy, and uh, good luck to you guys. Okay, bye-bye. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.